What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast and to part two of our Star Wars saga ranked and reviewed. Part one was released yesterday, so make sure you check that out first, where we reviewed episodes one through three, Solo and Rogue One. Today is episodes four through nine and our official ranking of all 11 Star Wars movies. Before we start, make sure you're just following us on Twitter at Keeping It Real UK. From there, you can find links to all of our streaming platforms and social media. Enjoy the show. New Hope, Jack. Um, so, I feel like my rating of this is going to be quite controversial. If it's the same um, as it was the other night, then yeah. No, it's changed. Oh, okay. Mine it's isn't. Mine isn't. <laughs> um, obviously, this started the whole thing off. And, like, the, what realistically, what this film has given me is probably thousands of hours of just absorbing or thinking about Star Wars, whether it's playing games, reading books, watching the TV shows, watching the films, or just talking about it with people, kicks all of it off and it does it in such a great way. But I think now in hindsight, it's the one I've, I'd say I struggle. Like we, I watched them all fairly recently, well, not a couple months ago, or again, and I found myself it being one of the ones I was least looking forward to, because I know it's very it's very slow, and it's like obviously building this whole this whole galaxy essentially, but there's so I think it's one of those I've seen so many times now I'm almost like numb to it. Um, obviously it's got like great moments like when they're in like the trash compactor, when you actually see Obi Wan versus Darth Vader but for me I don't know it's just not it doesn't capture me the way that it used to when I was younger and I'm not sure if that's because I'm in terms of scope they've like released so much more stuff and there's, I know what I know what there is to see that I'm kind of just like it's almost like a stepping stone like I'm like yeah come on kick it off let's go I want to see where it goes to um but yeah like I do love this movie, and it's obviously it's. We know what my last film was, so this isn't nowhere near last. But I've put this as sixth. Okay. Um, yeah, just for what it. Obviously, it's. I, can, I There's no way I can hate it because it sets up an entire world that I absolutely fucking adore. Mm. But I just for me now, I think it's just, and it's obviously at the time as well, like this, but like the, the effects and stuff, were. You know, groundbreaking at the time, but now in hindsight, again, they feel more dated, and it's I don't know, it just takes away from the viewing experience, in my opinion. But in, yeah, obviously, and by no, by no means is it a bad movie. It's bloody good, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a midway placeholder at the minute for me at number right. six. Calvin, uh, I've got it. I've been. I was thinking about this one a lot because my initial list was just off the top of my head and when I actually mm. thought about my experiences with these films, I've actually got this one at number three now, um, <clears throat> which I think it, it, you know, it more than deserves, some people would argue it even deserves higher. Yeah. But yeah, I what I love about it is that they obviously didn't know that it was going to go on. It was just called, it was just called Star Wars. Um, so I, I do like that there isn't, that this is very, it's a very enclosed story with bigger stuff hinted at. Yeah. 
in the background, which which I do like. I feel like it's very focused in that respect. Uh, I feel like this one uh, becomes it's the one out of the original trilogy where they hadn't really nailed down like the script or the acting. I feel like this one was a, it was a bit, uh, especially Luke in this one. He's a bit yeah. all over the place, I find. Um, but he let, he finds his feet in the second one. Um, I feel like the interactions between the droids, I, uh, I don't love in this one. I feel like they do a better job in the other two films. Uh, but I know, obviously, R2-D2 and C-3PO very much influenced by two characters from an Akira, Akira Kurosawa film who sort of constantly bicker all the time. So I, mm. I get what he was going for there. Yeah, I, I put this so high because I love that uh, he sort of, George Lucas sort of took everything he loved about cinema and then put it all in to make yeah. like a space opera. Like not even just cinema, books as well, because obviously Star Wars is heavily influenced by Dune. Uh, but um, yeah, I love because I've always loved westerns and I love samurai films. <laughs> you mash those two things together, <laughs> uh, with some in space, space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then you got start. You've literally got Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I do feel like uh, there are obviously some bits like the duel with Obi Wan and Darth Vader symbolizes more than it is a spectacle. You know, they just didn't have the technology to be mm. doing these crazy fights until they worked it out for the second one, really. Um, but yeah, just the introduction of such like characters who have just stood the test of time, like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia, Chewbacca, all Icons. of them. Like, yeah. like yeah, they literally are just from this one sort of film that he just made on a whim, not really knowing if it was going to succeed or not. I think he actually had a bet with Steven Spielberg that Star Wars, uh, that th- Close Encounters was going to do make more money than Star yeah. Wars, and actually it was the other way around, hmm. which is just crazy to think that you know, none of the people in this had any idea what was where it was gonna go, what was gonna happen. Uh, but yeah, I think this one does a great job as sort of it sort of focuses on Luke's arc, doesn't it? Everyone else is along for the journey, yeah. basically, and it, it's Luke's arc. And I feel like it is it's always the example people go to to talk about. A character's arc because it is the hero's journey i feel like every time someone wants to say like how would you do a character's arc i feel like it's always the first star wars film is always the one that's brought up so i feel like even though it is cliche i just feel like it, it's so well executed so, so yeah i think it deserves to be a number three number three yeah i'm not far behind i've got it at number number four um obviously this started off everything um Every time I watch it, I am still impressed by how they pulled this off so long ago. The Death Star rescue sequence may be my favourite in all of Star Wars. I think that entire sequence aboard the Death Star trying to get Leia out is just brilliant from beginning to end. After that, I feel the film falters a bit. I feel it's a rush to the end then, and I don't think it builds as well to a climax as the later installments do. Yeah, the climax sort of just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Yeah. They, they go to meet the rebels and then they plan plan the fight. And then they do it. And then yeah, it's and then it's then it's done. Yeah. And I always, even as a kid, I was like, I feel like there should be there should be something else there as well. Cause it does feel so so quick. Uh, but obviously all that it's inspired and it's so creative. And it is just it's so easily watchable. I don't really have a lot of 
big problems with this movie. So yeah, number four. All right, one of the big ones, Empire Strikes Back. Jack? Um, I think it's not too far off to say this is probably one of the greatest sequel movies of all time. I feel like it kicks up such a gear. It just, it really brings you more into the world that they've built and shows you so much more. Starting off with a big fucking ice planet war, basically, with those massive bloody, you know, at the time, robot camels. Well, they the 80, <laughs> the 80, 80, 80, yeah, the 80, 80s. Um, and they give you so much, like, this obviously introduces Lando, who I think is probably one of my favourites out of the original trilogy. As such, he brings such like a charm, and like he makes Star Wars, like I think it's cool anyway. But he makes it cool. Yeah, he's just so suave, and even so though, swagger. yeah, and even though he betrays them within ten minutes of him being on screen, <laughs> I almost instantly forgive him. <laughs> it's, like, it's Billy D. How yeah, could you not? Yeah, and he's like, he's, I'm like, come on, Billy, man. Like, I wasn't cool, but you are. <laughs> um, they give you Boba Fett for, what, two seconds of screen Most time? Most overrated maybe. character in Star Wars history. It's bloody cool, though. <laughs> he looks cool, and that's uh, why everyone loves him, but that's it, fine. He looks cool. Um, and obviously, you get the whole Vader, I'm your father twist, which... I remember watching that as a child again, being absolutely mind blown. I was like, there's never been any hint of this. <laughs> Fuming. I was like, what's bloody going on? Um, and yeah, it just, that's, that's for me when like the whole thing kicks up a gear, you're like, oh shit, this is a story of emotional weight and emotional value. And it's not just some bad guy who's a bad guy for no reason. Like this is actually like, like he's like you know at some point he was a person before he became this ridiculous machine. He's more machine now than man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get these, you get him basically telling Luke these like home truths, like Obi Wan lied to you from the first movie, and you're just like, oh, who do you trust? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he lie? Yeah, and it just like it leads you to the all these like speculations, and I just think that's it made me care so much more. I had so much more emotional investment in them, just even though you do get like cool, you know, you get cool space battles and you get cool lightsaber fights. But I, if I'm not emotionally invested in it, then again, why should I care? And you you've made it as cool as you can, but without that, then there's there's no point. And I think it really reels you in. So and until very recently. Well, till the last few years, this would have been my number one pick, but I'm going to put it at number two. Nice. Calvin? Um, well, I've already set the tone with what sort of Star Wars vibe I enjoy. Yeah. So this is, this is by far, like, this is number one for me. Uh, I just think it, it really sweeps you into this world in a sort of different way. Uh, from the first one it just really like you feel like god this is a that this like the empire really like really bad <laughs> um yeah it was funny that jack was saying like with the with, i love the, the luke skywalker twist and it's just uh 
speaks even more volumes as to why it sweeps you up because Jack was like, oh, you never get any hint of this happening. But the foreshadowing is there and it's just great foreshadowing because when Luke goes into the cave or wherever it is and and then sees Vader, chops off his head and then, you know, sees himself. And that is amazing foreshadowing. So people were probably thinking, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? But then it does such a great job at making you, it's basically told you already that he is he is very very close to Vader, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then it and it basically and then it does such a great job at making you forget. So when you get to that twist, you're like, no way, that's crazy. But yeah, you're not completely thrown off by it because you did. They've already implanted the seed. They've done their groundwork, yeah. which is a set. Yeah, that they also do it. Another great example is obviously with uh, Gandalf and Lord of the Rings come to save them at the end of the Two Towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep, yeah. where you know he says, "Luck to me," or the you know the first light on the fifth day. Um, we but at the end you forget about it, mm. and then when it happens, you're like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, it's in there, yeah. yeah. And I just <laughs> think any film, any film that can do that with their foreshadowing is it's just great. Uh, we've got so many. I just love the sort of tone of this film. I love the sort of lessons Luke learns in this, going from this sort of arrogant, full of himself, sort of man-child to eventually getting, like, you, he gets taught some real humility by Vader, you know, loses his hand. I love that it's usually in the second film where, you know, the hero gets defeated. Uh, and I feel like this is what the sequel series try, try, uh, didn't do with their lead and i feel like it's a really important part of a trilogy if you're going to do like a hero's journey for in the second one they really end up on their ass yeah and i feel like that the the empire strikes back is one of the best instances of it in all of cinema yeah Uh, yeah i think yeah i love boba fett he's just cool Uh, i think he gets more screen time in two seconds he has the old shootout with them in uh on bespin Oh, briefly, when, um, yeah. Well, yeah, when um, Darth Vader, uh, you get some real Darth Vader shade that he's he's like planned. He's planned this dinner. He's even set the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he doesn't even try to. He just catches bullets with his hand as well. But yeah, yeah he was really sh- he was he was really chivalrous there. To be fair to him, like yeah, he put an effort. He put an effort. Yeah. He put on a whole bloody spread for his daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, I. I <laughs> I love the introduction, obviously, of Lando, and I love his sort of dynamic. He wasn't just a character to sort of come along on the journey with the characters. Like, he did betray them, but I love that immediately he regretted doing it. He had no choice. I like these sort of characters. They felt three-dimensional. It didn't feel like, oh, these guys are good, these guys are bad, and that's the way it is. I feel like this film does a better job. And obviously, like, what happens to, you know, Han Solo getting frozen in a car, like, getting frozen like who saw that come in like he's a fan favorite and everyone's like damn like what's what's gonna happen to him now yeah i just uh, maybe i've i've just have a problem that i just really love all these characters <laughs> being being completely knocked down well yeah this is this is the sequel that sequels aspire to be isn't it everything gets compared to the empire strikes back uh just arguably a perfect film it's darker more thematic uh some of the biggest moments in all the Star Wars happen in this movie. It just outshines everything that A New Hope did. Really. Yeah, the lightsaber battle is actually impressive. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah. not just stood there smacking each other. It's actually, you know, it, it moves around, it's dynamic, it's, yeah. Uh, 
George Lucas didn't do this one, obviously. It was Irving Kirshner. Yeah. And this was the first uh, Star Wars movie that um, Lawrence Kasdan wrote on. And this uh, this is where you really get a feel for the characters. And obviously they, they get split up, which a lot of sequels do that after Empire. You split them up and then when they come back, they're stronger. And it's, yeah, I never thought another Star Wars movie would um, beat The Empire Strikes Back for me, but it has. So this is at number two. Um, yeah, just so good. But there, there has been one that has outdone it for me. Return of the Jedi, Jack. Go. Um, <clears throat> so I think this is just another. I feel like these this trilogy of films, they really just nail the sequels. And obviously, this isn't as good as the second one, but I do really love it as well. Um, I just love the whole end, like the whole third act when all the rebels are down on Endor trying to you know do their thing, and then you got Luke. Literally in like on is he on the death? No, he's on the Star Destroyer, isn't he? He's on, on the Death Star. He's on the Death Star. Sorry, yeah. And he's literally just watching all his friends die, and the Emperor's just trying to turn him, and he's just not giving up. And so I don't know. I've always always really liked that dynamic because he's just he's faced with immeasurable odds, and he's just almost completely unwavering, except for when. He pulls the lightsaber to go to kill the Emperor. And then you have that whole bit with Darth Vader. And when he, the bit that go, my favorite bit of the whole thing is when Darth Vader says that if Luke won't turn, then perhaps his sister will. And then Luke just fucking loses his head. And he's just, he's not even like being skillful anymore. Like when, when like Darth Vader like trips back and he's just, he's basically hitting him like he's hitting him with a hammer. <laughs> go bang, bang, bang. And you finally see, like, at the end of it, you finally get the whole Darth Vader. I, I mean, the man commits so many crimes. Yeah. So he's many in no, he's crimes. In no way, he's in no way fully redeemed. No, he's not. He's not <laughs> fully redeemed. You be? He commits so many atrocities for, sa- for saving <laughs> someone who's blood related to you. Yeah, and in the end, you know, he. You, it's not a full atonement, but you see that he is still human. And that he does love his son, essentially. And you finally get that moment when he throws him down. I don't know. I don't even know what that hole is into like the reactor. Yeah. The reactor shaft. shaft. Um, Yeah. And then you finally get the whole unmasking and see that he is still under it all. He is still a man, which I always like hit me. Yeah. He he (laughs) looks rough. He looks bloody rough. (laughs) Put a little egg. Yeah, but he is still a man. Um, and it's always just really resonated with me. I just think it's just such a good way to end it. And like, you don't, you know, you don't see anyone else being like, oh, you know, I like how it's just kind of like Luke's moment with him. And it's not just like everyone else is in there. So Han Solo can't be like, oh, he was actually a super good dude. Like he saved everyone. <laughs> like you just, it's just a nice like private moment between Luke and his father which i really really like um it's by no yeah what calf said earlier about uh like marketing like them capitalizing on it with like the ewoks yeah i do like they're okay i probably liked them more when i was a child but now 
I can see like that is like they didn't they didn't have to be cute little bears. They could have but done they something are else. Cute little bears. Yeah. Same with like the um to eat people. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with the porgs. Like, the porgs in Last Jedi. Like, they have yeah, they're just Love cute them. though. That's that's it. They still no a, make a cool noise. Yeah, I suppose. Um it's yeah, I feel like that was needless and that just kind of brings down what I consider I think the, the whole tone of the movie is fairly serious one. Like the whole, you know, the whole premise. Mm. Um and yeah, so I've put this as numero four. <laughs> didn't want to commit to the Spanish. <laughs> no. I c I didn't want to commit for the full quattro. <laughs> Galvin. Uh I've got this one at number six. Uh I you know, like that Jack said, I, I think the ending is amazing, sort of the confrontation between those three characters. Um and obviously Vader sort of trying to save his son, even though I I still think he's not redeemed for all of the mass atrocities he caused. Um I love I really like the superstar destroyer in this. I think that has like really good effects. Yeah. That one. Um yeah, uh, uh I go through this one quickly to be honest. Uh yeah, I think the same as I said earlier, like the just the Ewoks just don't do it for me. I feel like the really whimsical tones of Star Wars what led down for me in some places i feel like it, it sometimes it feels forced in our place i don't know people will probably be at me for that but i quite like the sort of you know the, the more serious tone which yeah. i feel like this film feels quite weird because it has the ewoks and then it has this really serious moment between like you know like uh, is the hero we've been following on this journey about to turn to the dark side yeah, about to embrace? Yeah, yeah yeah it is really jarring um so yeah number six yeah i've got this at number eight um i'm sure this was a much better movie before the special editions came along uh why well the whole jabba's palace sequence oh yeah god i forgot that's feels horrible ex- <laughs> oh my god the band yeah, I can't remember the name, but fuck me, it's awful. That one, yeah. That the whole Jabba's palace and the sequence on Tatooine feels so disconnected from the rest of the movie for me. It doesn't feel like it's it, a part of the same film. Uh, like you said, yeah, tonally just jarring when you cut in from Luke fighting Vader to Ewoks throwing rocks at stormtroopers. It's that's never worked for me. Uh, the final fight between Vader and Luke is the best fight I think in the original trilogy. Mm. Uh, his emotional back, reaction backflips and stuff. Who doesn't look like <laughs> a backflip? Um, his emotional reaction when Vader does bring up his sister, I think a lot of people forget about that because it that really you know stays true to who Luke is. He's a very emotional character, and that reaction lays the groundwork for obviously what he does later in the trilogy. He's very emotional. A very emotional boy. Sounds um, like you're trying. You're already trying to justify your number one pick. I don't need to justify <laughs> it. I'm right. Uh, so yeah, that's at number eight for me. Force Awakens, Jack. Go. Um, I loved this one when it first came out. I'm not sure if it was due to just the excitement, thinking you know when the prequel trilogy was over that we were never going to get another Star Wars movie. 
Um, I was so buzzing and it did not let me down. I, I know it's very, basically the same plot as uh, A New Hope. Well, all three of, of the films really put together. It's the whole trilogy <laughs> in one. Yeah, basically. Uh, I get that, but I still loved it. I'd, I was invested from the off because, you know, they they said original characters are going to be returning, but I feel like it was good that they didn't lay on that. I felt like they didn't lay on it too much. They laid they let on it quite a bit, but I didn't think they pushed it too far. Like, <clears throat> I thought initially it was just going to be like, you know, there's the new three characters and then they run into all three of the old characters straight away and then they're just, they're like, let's go do this. Let's go beat these people. But they don't. And they obviously leave you waiting for Luke as long as possible, literally the very last fucking second of the movie. Mm. Um, I just think it's it was just a f- it's just fun for me. It was Star Wars. It was someone, it was just a group of heroes coming together against immeasurable odds and, you know, just, uh, like beating them, essentially. Um, I think some great characters got introduced. I think Adam Driver as Kylo Ren is the standout star of that whole trilogy. He is ridiculous. Maybe the whole franchise. He's, <laughs> he's almost yeah, too he is, good he, for Star he Wars. Is, yeah, he's, he's too good for it. <laughs> that is like, <laughs> it's absurd to say. And no disrespect to Star Wars, but he is, so, he is such a fucking good actor. This dark, <laughs> like, dark side fetish. Yeah, it's so it's embarrassing. Like it's actually embarrassing how good he is. <laughs> like if I was him, I'd be walking off set after a take, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, I fucking nailed that. Oh. <laughs> Can we get another take, Adam? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, and you know he's probably so humble about it as well. He probably does like a perfect take, and he's like, God, that was trash. <laughs> Where is this on the list um, for you then? This. I can't, I can't even remember where I bloody put it. This is number seven for me. Number seven? Uh, yeah. I Dude, that doesn't really correspond to what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> what? Blowing smoke up Adam Driver's bum and then you put it at seven. Oh, yeah. This is, he, yeah, his standout performance. We'll discuss his standout performance, but it's he can't carry a whole film by himself. <laughs> um, I, I think it is too similar to the originals. Like he, they couldn't. I don't know why they didn't just try and think. Like, I didn't mind it at the time, but it is literally just another. It's a bigger Death Star. It's just yeah, a worse Death Star than the first one. They do say that as well. Yeah, just another Death Star. Yeah, this one's bigger. I just think yeah, it's just bigger. But the ones I've put in front of it, I feel yeah for me like oh, there wasn't too much emotional weight to it for me apart from Kylo Ren killing. Han Solo, which didn't really hit me at the time properly until afterwards. But I forgot where I was going with that very point. I'll leave it there then. It's gone. Yeah. Thank you, guys, Calvin. In. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got this at number seven as well. Uh, I won't be blowing as much smoke about Andrew's ass as Jack, but um, I did do. I do like. I, I did like this one. I'll fit any more. It feels, yeah, because it, it's so similar to the others, it just feels so safe. Like, I just feel like, you know, do something new here, have an original idea. It literally starts off with uh, another sort of 
no but another sort of you know potential force user on a sand planet uh a dro- where, where the important droid is uh, you know there's plans on it that they're trying to get and yeah. then there's yeah the bigger death star that gets blown up oh it's just like I've, i'm still unsure how i feel about the first order i get where they're trying to go with it like you're never really you topple a tyrant and then a new one just gets born yeah i get that but i don't i don't know i feel like I feel like it, it did have a really good, it, like a setup, but it never really developed into anything more than just being another empire mm. rehash. But I, I could see, you know, that there was some inner workings there. Um, some of the, I, I, obviously the returning cast is amazing. Uh, I, th- I think Finn was the character from the offset where I was like, he's the first one who shows up in the trailer, which I always mm. found confusing. I was like, yes, theory, like this, He's going to have such a big part, and I I really loved this. I would have loved the story of an ex stormtrooper, sort of, uh, sort of becoming a Jedi or something like that. He didn't have to become a Jedi, but uh, I don't feel like they ever really. He gets sidelined pretty quickly, and I never really feel like they explore uh, what his character could be because from the offset, immediately he's the most interesting character for me, Mm. and I hate that he never really like. He never really like. He immediately just wants to get away from the first order, like which which a a, a child soldier who had been indoctrinated in that since they were very young would not act that way. Yeah, and I feel like they could have done a better job of him sort of toiling with these. I, I'm I like I'm gonna I have to be this now, not this. Trying to like work that out in his head, where he just kept trying to run away, and I just felt like uh, you could have explored so much more stuff with that. So I was quite let down. Well, not in this film, actually, by the whole trilogy. Where, later, his film, yeah, yeah. where his character actually ended up, because I actually quite liked his character in this in this film. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do feel like it's just a rehash of the, the original trilogy. Uh, obviously, I do think Kylo Ren killing his father was a high point. I really wasn't expecting that. Um, uh, one bit I dislike is I like the whole fight in the snow. I liked when Finn had the lightsaber, which still goes into that they they seem like they had plans for him and he yeah. was on the poster with a lightsaber it just made no sense and then daisy ridley character just like i don't know why i say it like that ray she pulls out <laughs> of the force and just catches a lightsaber and then she's immediately able to fight which they later then have to sort of try and rectify in the next film mm. by just like mentioning a line i don't know that just really doesn't work for me uh, i feel like she is i didn't mind her leading up to this point uh in this film i thought she had promise just this sort of scrapper from nowhere um but then when they start to lean into that further on for the trilogy i feel like her character became a mary sue she's just too good at everything she doesn't she doesn't really suffer the losses that sort of well we'll go into that in a a different one but yeah uh yeah so i think number seven is fair for this one right uh yeah like you said because it is just retreading uh, familiar territory. I would have liked to see Disney go in a different uh, different route than just Stormtroopers fighting Rebels again. But if you are going to do something familiar, I think this is a very good it's a very good example of it, of just, you know, retreading. I think this does work better than A New Hope. Um, I think it builds 
to a more satisfying conclusion. Yeah, I really they, like they've got the power of hindsight there. Haven't oh they? yeah, so, well yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really like all the characters. I think uh, compared to a New Hope, these have got a, a much uh, more well-rounded. I think because Empire did a lot of that work for um, actually uh, making those characters what they are. Uh, like you said, Kylo Ren is just a, a great character with a fucking brilliant performer behind it. He's, like I said, he's too good. He's too good for Star Wars. Yeah. We don't deserve that either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got this at three. I really like this movie. Um, this might be my favourite cinema experience I've ever had. As soon as the opening crawl came up, I just felt tears. Yeah, my face. I was like, oh yeah. my God. And it, it feels in... like Star Wars. From the first line of dialogue, I was like, oh, we're back. We're back, we're baby. Home. And it's good. Yeah. And I was so relieved that it was good. And um, this is really this is really held up for me. So I've got that at three. All right, let's get to the really good stuff, Jack. Last well. Jedi. I, I think James will agree with me, but it's no stretch of the imagination to call this film an absolute fucking masterpiece. I love it. <laughs> um, this film is so good. I honestly do not, I cannot fucking grasp that people hate this film so much. I don't understand it. I, I cannot get my head around it. It is so good. There's so much, there's so much emotional weight to it so impactful it's so just glorious to look at and it's just classic star wars like they they have such immeasurable odds in this film it's literally takes it's literally starts instantly after the second one the first one ends and they just can't escape they literally are just stuck and they're being followed they're getting blown away left right and center and then the conclusion on What's it called? The planet? Crate. Crate. The conclusion on Crate is absolutely unreal. I'll get back to that in a second. Luke Skywalker in this. I remember initially thinking the bit where she hands him the lightsaber and he throws it behind him. I remember initially being like, oh, what? Like I've waited, what, two years for that? Two years, yeah. And then I was like, later on when it's all contextualized, I was like, yeah, this is, I love this. <laughs> he, I, I know it's not the Luke Skywalker that we like wanted going in. It's the Luke Skywalker like, we needed. Yeah, like he's so disillusioned with everything. He just doesn't, you know. It, it, how can he failed to train his own like? Well, he, yeah, he he basically he failed his own blood. He failed his nephew of all people to fail. Yeah, and it's just really just hit him so hard and like because he's failed so like catastrophically because he he couldn't have done worse basically because mm. he just becomes so evil he literally becomes essentially like a, not as powerful but a, a new Darth Vader yeah. which what you know with the power of hindsight as well you can see his father's like failings and the fact that he couldn't convey that to a boy well enough so that that boy becomes like obsessed with him is just insane. Um, I think the whole Luke Kylo Ren relationship in this film is just so good, and when it culminates to their fight on great, yeah, <laughs> <I got it. laughs> 
and Akone's left out on Cray. Like he literally says in like the first act of the film, what do you want me to do? Like face down the entire first order with my lightsaber or whatever. And laser as sword. he's walking out, yeah, with his laser sword. And as he's walking out onto the battlefield, I literally was like, Oh my god, he's gonna fucking do it, isn't he? <laughs> There's no way. There's absolutely no way. He's just said he's not going to. And like part of me was like, this is gonna be immense, even though he said he's not gonna do that, this will be sick. But I'm almost glad that we didn't get that. Instead, he does the most his... Jedi thing anyone's ever done. Yeah. He he just, you know, he says he says to Leia before he goes out there, which kills me. This their interaction absolutely every, every time me. breaks me, yeah. It's so nice, but also so heartbreaking. It's bittersweet. She's yeah. yeah. That she's accepted that her son has like there's no way back for him now. Um and then he goes out there, he faces him, and he just fuck he embarrasses him. <laughs> Basically. He embarrasses him in front of everybody. In front of all his mates. And in front of all his mates. And I just think that whole third act of the film is so unreal. The film is soured by Finn's whole arc in that film. I feel like that that is the droid factory moment of this what? film. Canto Bite. Yeah. I love it. It it like it, I don't mind it. Like it's cool. It's like, quite it's fun. It's an adventure. It gives them something. It gives them something to do, <laughs> basically. Um. But yeah, that that for me is the like pretty much the only part of this film that doesn't work. And then you get the whole Snoke Kylo Ren dynamic when he betrays him at the end. I think Ray has quite like she has quite a lot to do in this as well. I find her training with Luke really interesting. And just her coming to terms with, you know, like what's actually needed of her. I just feel like yeah, Finn is let down the most in this film. And I think that's pretty much my only discrepancy with it. So, yeah, if you hadn't guessed already, this is my number one pick. Numero uno. Calvin? Uh, yeah, I think obviously my I haven't got a, a number one, so my... I. Sorry, guys, this film isn't going to be number one on our list. It's going to drag it down a bit. We never know. We never know. Uh, <laughs> uh, got averages. Yeah. I, I by no means do I think it's better than Empire in a lot of ways. I think, I don't think Canto Bite is that great. I, I don't hate it like other people, but I do see why people hate it. And it's because it's such a, a side plot. Uh, that's something it just wasn't needed they just put a side plot there for the sake of it it doesn't work with the whole film no matter what they're trying to get like it doesn't work Uh, I feel like because uh, Poe was originally supposed to die in The Force Awakens I feel like his character's not so great in this I feel like he's I see I can see what Ryan Johnson was trying to do making him sort of rash and trying to have a little bit of grey area there but the way he I just don't think it I don't think it it sort of pays off with it Uh, what I do love about this film I think after Rogue One it's probably one of the best shot Star Wars films I love in the opening battle that with the A-wings all the pilots are shot from outside of the cockpit from like the side and I don't know I just feel like that was quite a nice difference um yeah uh, yeah, so Counterbite, obviously, I didn't love, but I didn't like completely hate it. Uh, I could see he was just trying to give these characters something to do, but I did hate that they sort of, you know, uh, Finn in this film was just uh, like 
sort of there was nothing about him that I sort of liked about him until the end when he tried to like sacrifice himself but I feel that was just a cop-out like him just constantly trying to run away when he I felt like he had so much more there as a character like I wanted to see him confronting I feel like there was a lot of other characters in this film confronting their sort of past and the weight of their actions and what they had done and I really wanted that to come out from him because he mm. was the character that really resonated with me in the in the last film um i can also see why people were so peeved about luke skywalker because people who are no doubt like probably tw- like 20 years older than us who saw it or even older than that who saw it as like a young boy growing up and the, you know this was their role model i feel like it it probably would hurt quite a lot to see your role model completely crushed but I don't, I don't argue. I think it was, they did it in a good way. And I would like to have seen it explored a little bit more, I think. Mm. Uh, but I did enjoy this sort of like, you know, uh, the sort of seeing the man behind the myth. If, yeah. if you sort of will. Yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy that. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much I liked some of Ray's interactions with him, but I think that whole thing was fine. Um, I feel like Kylo Ren gets a really gets good time like his time to shine in this one like uh, we got more of him questioning his loyalties and what he really wants and I really liked that he sort of when they he kills Snoke and just basically usurps his position and I was like I quite like I quite like that he's still he's not even I liked that he he chose there he wasn't he wasn't like toiling with his emotions anymore yeah like and I don't I, I like I, maybe I would have just liked him to be like a villain all the way through that from there on, but being more like a sympathetic villain, maybe not turning back to the light. I, I don't know. This that I felt I felt this film did a really good job at, at him making his choice. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought I was. We'll get onto it next. But where they actually went with Kylo Ren after this, I I wasn't. I didn't think that's what this movie set up. So he makes his choice in this yeah, movie. I feel like you can still have this sort of like him the way he is. I, I don't know how they would have pulled it off, to be honest, but I feel like they could have had him as, uh, you know, he didn't have to come full circle. He could have like been a more sympathetic villain. Which, yeah. You know, um, what else? Yeah, I enjoy the, the like battle on crates, I think. That's pretty cool. It seems like it's it, 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 it's sort of reverse of uh, Empire, where you start off with this yeah, yeah. sort of your white planet, snow, salt, same thing. Salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Licks Gareth. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've got this at number four. Number four. Because I don't think it's a terrible film, as a lot of people think. And I, but I, but I can, but I can see the reasons as to why people would think that way. This film, it's not a masterpiece. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Empire, we, James, you've already said that Empire is the perfect film. And this, for me personally, just has a few, more than a few, just a few bits where it, it, it doesn't really work. It feels out of place. But I feel like there's not a moment in Empire where you have that. Ah, oh, we went past Empire. We didn't even mention Yoda, Fuming. All right, we're oh all we're God. I think because we talked about him so heavily in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, we forgot. <laughs> so yeah, Last Last Jedi, uh, number four. Number which... four. So we right. haven't got anyone who completely hates that film in this group. We got a good bunch. We got a good bunch. 
Reese, yeah. Reese was here, put it at number 12. <laughs> Reese hasn't seen this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, my love for this movie is unmatched. I absolutely adore it. I think it it's not the Star Wars film we wanted, but it is the Star Wars film we needed. Other than, like Force Awakens plays into the tropes of the franchise. Last Jedi questions them. And it does subvert expectations, but it does it well. Because if you are going to, then, you know, pull it off. Uh, it's a film about learning from your failures. And that theme is so resonant throughout the movie. Um, I like the Canto Bite stuff. It is a, you know, it is a deviation from the main plot. But I think because we haven't really seen that side of the Star Wars galaxy before. So it served to just show us a new a new angle and again, like Rogue One, that grey area. Yeah. Um, I like the opening shot introducing Canto Bite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, this film, like you said, it's, this is my favourite visual Star Wars movie as well. I think it just looks fucking phenomenal, uh, especially on Crate when they're pulling up all the, all the red, what was it, like crystals underneath yeah. the salt. And, oh, Sand, looks, dust. Stuff, whatever it is. Beautiful. Yeah, um, I was never really interested in Luke Skywalker as a kid. I was always a Han Solo, Han Solo fan, but this, for me, made him such a more, much more interesting character because he, is, like you said, he is that you know the man, not the myth. Everyone's expecting Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, to turn up and just yeah take but... down the first order with one swing as swing of his lightsaber. In, yeah, in the gap between, I don't understand that in the gap between uh, the original trilogy and this, uh, that prime Luke that everyone talks about as being amazing could have still existed. Like, this is a much older Luke that we're now yeah, seeing, yeah. Like, broken down and beaten. Yeah, which uh, I feel so is much more interesting. Yeah, time has passed between then, and obviously we've already seen from The Mandalorian that he is he was a force to be reckoned with. But, like, yeah, yeah I, I don't understand people's gripes for that. No, I remember watching this movie uh, midnight when it came out, and on the way out, I was like, "Oh, everyone's gonna fucking love this. This is this is insane. This is so much better than what yeah. I could have ever hoped for for Star Wars." And I look on Twitter, and I was so disappointed by the but reaction some, to it. But some, sometimes divisive is good because it keeps it in the conversation. Oh yeah, for, and I yeah. really, oh yeah, obviously because people are still arguing about the Last Jedi. I think. <laughs> Time will be very kind to this movie. I think people will look back on it and be like, we oh, haven't, you know, it was doing something different. And go on. Well, before, before we move on, we haven't mentioned uh, Princess Leia getting blown into space. Oh, yeah. That, 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 yeah, that was one of my bits to mention that was, I love was it. terrible. It was bad. I like it. Yeah, it's that cool. Was, it that was, straight, was not a good bit. It was bad. I liked, I liked the. Like the bit that came with it, the Kylo Ren like hesitation, yeah, to do it. Like he had basically no fucking hesitation to kill his dad, but with his mum, you could see yeah. he was really not sure about it. Cool. But then, yeah, I was. I remember because she did she die during this film, or was it like after after they filmed yeah. it? So I remember being confused about it beforehand before I watched it because I thought they were gonna kill her off in this one so right. that they don't have to worry about it in the second one. And I remember that, third yeah, one. sorry, the third one. And I remember reading something and they were like, oh, it's going to be really like, really, t- she's going to go out and like, you know, 
it's going to be so respectful and so tasteful. Blow so her I up. thought that was happening in that movie, and she got blown out, and I was like, well, that wasn't fucking tasteful at all, was it? <laughs> I thought that was really shoe-horned in. <laughs> like, how easy was that? You, I was fuming. You said it earlier about the moment between her and Luke at the end. Uh, it's one of my favourite moments in the whole saga. I think, yeah. obviously, because Carrie Fisher had passed by then, it, it's got so much more weight to it. And what she is saying and what Luke's saying means so much more because we actually yeah. did lose Carrie Fisher. And it, it incredible, really. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. This is easily my number one. It has been since the first time I saw it. And I, I've i seen this upwards of like 25 times now. I think it's a, it's a masterpiece. I love this movie. And on the other end of the spectrum, let's <laughs> go to the rise of Skywalker. Jack. I feel like I feel now I have a duty to this film, even though it's not very high on my list. It's uh, it's certainly higher than what is going to be on yours, both of you. I think this is just a culmination of Disney not knowing what the fuck they wanted to do with Star Wars. I th- I feel like this would have been so much better if they you know maybe delayed the whole trilogy by like a year or two. They'd given it to one person, one director, to obviously all three. Preferably would have been Ryan Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten that absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like one person should have been in charge. One person should have done it. And then it would have at least been, even if it was J.J. Abrams, maybe his plans for three would have, you know, there would have been build-up maybe across two and maybe one if he knew he was going to be doing all three. Yeah. At least then you could argue that it's maybe not be the best idea, but at least it's consistent. And at least then you could hide, you could argue that, you know, you could see things, things make sense. And what disappointed me the most about this film is that I was really excited after Last Jedi because it's the first time we would have seen Kylo Ren, well, we would have seen anyone like in, like, you know, like the subordinate essentially, like the apprentice going on and being their own master and like no one's in charge of them. He just completely offers a leash. He can do whatever he wants. I thought that would have been amazing. And they undo it in the first two minutes. Yeah. Because in the prequels, you've obviously got Palpatine, who's got Maul, then he's got Dooku and Grievous. And then he gets Anakin. So he has Darth Vader. So they're all like his lackeys, essentially. I would have just loved to see Adam Driver just pick apart being his own lead, being the supreme leader, essentially. I think that would have been so good, him just doing what he wants, no one telling him what to do, him making his own choices. And then they took that away, yeah, within two minutes. I didn't hate the fact that the Emperor came back, like I'm sure you two did. I just wish that there was more lead up to it i wish it was some more foreshadowing some more that more illusions in the start to that it would make sense and that i wouldn't hate it but it's literally like in the crawl bang he's alive well yeah because i'm pretty sure they came up with the idea of the emperor coming back halfway through filming this movie yeah like i th- i think i saw something that daisy ridley said that didn't know until about a week before apparently or something yeah, well, and like in films one and two, her parents were no one, which is the again, best idea, such, which would have been a much more interesting story that she's not absolutely no right to be part of this yeah. saga. She's just found her way into it. And that would have been so 
so much better. Um, then there were a lot. There were lots of things in this film that I did like. Um, I liked the whole. Uh, it sounds like I didn't like much because I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, I liked the whole Ray Kylo Ren fight on the old Death Star. Like just, just not, not the fact that it was at the Death Star. I liked their whole fight and Ray just absolutely losing her head and basically killing him. And then you get the whole, my favorite scene in the movie, the whole, when he speaks to like, like a force, not even a force ghost, like a ghost of his father. Have you seen when someone asks Harrison Ford, are you a force ghost? He goes, I don't know what the fuck a force ghost is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he I didn't even know how it, to label it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to label it, but when he has that conversation with it's his memory. dad, and it's yeah, yeah, and it's like it's reflecting the conversation there on the first one, but on the other side of the spectrum where he decides, yeah. you know, this isn't for me. Uh, I loved that bit, and then I I loved having him back as like Ben Solo and seeing him, like I would say in all this glory, but. They could have done so much more to make the Knights of Ren a prominent threat. Oh my god! Terrible. Imagine, um, imagine the build-up if they had, if they did, if they still stuck to this idea, but they showed the Knights of Ren in one and in two, and they built them up to be these fucking strong, badass warriors. Give them some character. Then, yeah, give them some character, and then have him have like that struggle, but knowing how powerful they are and stuff, and just like they could have fleshed it out to have like a really cool like five minute, ten minute. Like scene, yeah. I feel like I feel like my main issue with this film is because the the previous one is so good. It's just such a dip. And again, I like this film, but just I don't think it's it's not what I wanted. And then where is it on I your list? Like not, um, I've lost I've lost the bloody list now. God. Jack keeping track of any um, sort of rankings and any ratings. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a numbers man. I'm not a numbers man. I'm all about I'm all about emotion. Uh, emotion. I've got it as number eight. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Calvin. Yeah. Uh, no surprise here. I've got it at number eleven. I think this is the worst Star Wars film by far. It's the only one that really makes me uh, get heated i guess uh, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's just a, a one year it's a, the whole film is just one big retcon and it isn't even done well it's not reverse engineered in like clever ways where you can do retcons it's it just seems bitter it's just, yeah it does it, it does seem bitter and petty yeah um but um yeah i i don't know it's just so i just i just found it so bad it just it it didn't it it didn't at any point start getting his legs um yeah you know i like kylo ren and everything but seeing him fully embrace like the skywalker blood in him at the end and he gets to fight with like you know the skywalker family lightsaber that was like too much for me like the darth vader thing is nice and subtle you know he's he is still a monster but he is the man under the mask sort of thing with this is like no he's he's completely yeah, look at him. He's completely redeemed. <laughs> like he's hmm. back. He's back in his in his full glory. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Knights of Ren. Pointless having them in there. I don't. I don't see the point. And like I said about bringing Maul back, that was a good way of bringing a villain back. Palpatine in this. God, that was just. 
like you said, it might have been shoehorned in. It felt shoehorned in. It was. It, I just thought it was terrible. Uh, I just to have this fascination with bringing back, like I'm. I'm okay with bringing back dead characters. You might have seen dead because you know in like fantasy things, sci-fi. If you don't see a body, they're most likely not dead. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, but I just think it was done in such an awful way. I just found. Like Snoke being a clone took everything, all the menacing brood out of him in the last two films that we possibly seen. Like it, it just amounted him to actually nothing. Uh, uh, Ian McDermott's still great. Oh yeah, you know, and and him having this just like immeasurable force on Exegol under the ice. I was just like, this is in no. I know it's Star Wars, but you know, a, a good world is one that believes in itself. So and it, it to have that is just it's, it's just, it goes past dumb, and I I didn't like like the arena he was in with all like these Sith acolytes. Yeah, what I do the, like the fuck were they? I, I do like I do like the idea of Sith acolytes, like yeah. to show he had followers, but just to shoot, just to throw them in there like that, uh, it was just terrible. Sorry, uh, what was the, what was the plot in this again? <laughs> the, oh, no, the, <laughs> The, the you Sith have to stop a million Death the Stars. Sith, the Sith Wayfinders. Oh. Sith Wayfinders are fine. I like those as an idea, but they're so rooted in Star Wars lore that you can't chuck them into one of the big mainstream films. And With no most light, people, yeah. Yeah, expect, expect most people to know what they are. Uh, so they get the Sith Wayfinder, and what do they need to, where do they need to go? <laughs> I'm Exegol. They need to go to Exegol, because that's where... Oh, they, so the basically is with all those ships. Yeah, which is a stupid plan, but um, the final order. Yeah, you thought bringing just one Death Star back for Force Awakens was bad, but in this, oh, yeah, every God. Star Destroyer is just a Death Star. General Hux How... in this just goes oh. completely like the way his character is going. I didn't massively like Dominal Gleason's portrayal of him anyway. I thought he was way too over the top. Like I liked it. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I like the sort of like the sort of Tarkins and the Krennics. I feel yeah. like they those characters feel so much more real to me than someone who's constantly like looking like he's like trying to hold a poo in. It's <laughs> 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 how he looks. Like he's really struggling. Like, you know, it's it's they gonna all... come out. Uh, but um yeah. <laughs> they also do is um, they also do his like betrayal thing so much better in Rebels. Because they basically do the same thing, but with different characters, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that sort of, you know, back and forth. Trying to blur the lines between Rebellion and Empire yeah. or First Order or whatever. Uh, yeah, I... Oh, God. There are some bits of this film which I think have, like, decent moments. Uh, then the whole, like, oh, my God, just shoehorning things in, like a forced dyad. When has that ever been mentioned before? How can you, how can Palpatine just randomly suck your life force out of you yeah. and then become Palpatine again? Uh, I didn't mind his big lightning thing up in the air. I thought that was fine. But um, as we've seen earlier on in the film, Ray accidentally does it, and then it blows up the ship. Palpatine does a fucking massive one, <laughs> and it just disables everyone's engines. It's just an EMP. It. Yeah, yeah, just big EMP. <laughs> Can he control that? He just shout it like EMP, <laughs> <laughs> like he's in an anime or something. It's a finishing move. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just thought this film—it just felt like a massive retcon. It didn't feel like I mean, this whole trilogy didn't feel like it had a—they had like a massive idea. But at least the other two films were execute, executed well enough. Yeah, this one just went completely. I think they were just—they just sat in the writers' room, just listening to J.J. Abrams talk. 
and he must have just he must he must just be a great salesman like they must have just sold this idea and they were like yeah okay that'll do <laughs> I do I do think Disney just bought this and Jack was saying that maybe this trilogy would have benefited from having one director I'm not so sure it would have because the original not trilogy, even one director three, just a plan well, yeah, yeah well the original trilogy is three different directors but all yeah. oversaw overseen by one man with a vision yeah and that's what you need Disney all Disney did here was buy the rights to something and then realize oh we want to buy it to make money but we don't know we, what we're going to do make, with it to make money we have to plan we have to make all these films I do mm. think like they've learned a lot from this trilogy though I, I do think they're, I they're on so. the right I do think they're on the right path now so it's a, but it's a shame that this trilogy had to suffer so much and especially the last film yeah sort of get to that point I do think Ray should have just been a no one Kirk being like a Palpatine. I don't know what's trying to set standard. They're trying to set for like, you know, young girls all across the world who really lucked up to Ray for them to be like, you know, you don't have to be somebody to be somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But now, oh, actually you do. You do need this like Royal bloodline. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole, the whole thing was Kylo comes from this, this bloodline and he feels so entitled. Yeah. How it's corrupted. To have this power. yeah. Yeah. Ray was on the other end of that. She was a no one who has just stumbled into this into this yeah. story. And obviously Finn gets like they try to like oh bring back that he God. might he might he might have the force. I'm force sensitive. Why uh, I, I yeah <laughs> why would you yell that? Why would I, you yell that? You're about to die. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm a, sort of I'm all for I was all for like the idea of Finn. Uh, an ex stormtrooper leading this like these stormtroopers like these ex stormtroopers yeah. against against other stormtroopers like you know it's the last stormtroopers but um i just think it was executed so poorly i feel like maybe they even in the first in the force awakens if they introduced because you see like his friend dying if they introduced like a couple of more of his friends just quickly just quick little scene maybe to yeah, show yeah. that he had some relationships with the first order and then possibly later on, like I wanted to see, yeah, I, I, I quite like the idea of des- like these deserters. Yeah. I feel like that could be a whole film on its own if you're going to do it how, well. I think for, for Finn's arc, how much more interesting would it have been if, uh, is her name Jana? Ja- Jana? The I other stormtrooper he meets, yeah. Um, if their story of why they deserted the First Order and why they left was because of they heard what Finn did and how much more rewarding would that be for his arc? Oh, yeah, other that, than they yeah, all just, point, yeah. oh, we all just felt the force and quit. I was like, oh, yeah. so poorly written. I felt like the lightsaber duels on this were a bit bland as well. I didn't mind yeah. the one on the desktop, but it wasn't like the one in the throne room. No, uh, that one, that one in the the last year that was so dynamic because you they were up against foes who weren't traditionally trained. Just visually very appealing. Yeah, they had yeah. like different weapons, which is always cool to work with. I just felt that this one was quite bland. Even the last one when Kylo Ren kills all of his friends, whoever they are, the Knights of Ren, the mm. point, the pointless men, with, <laughs> who have the worst weapons ever. They're just bludgeoning tools. They can't even bludgeon a man who's not in armor. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is number eleven for me. I, I think it's the worst Star Wars film. Yeah, um, I've never hated a movie more in my life. I think this is an absolute. <laughs> it's an insult to everyone who watched it, to the franchise itself. From the from the very first sentence of the opening crawl, this was the most eye rolling experience I've ever had in my life. I audibly audibly 
said fuck off in the cinema when it was revealed that she was a Palpatine. I thought so lazy and so bitter and it undid everything that the last movie had so successfully set up and achieved. And I hated it. And it, there was no groundwork in this movie or the, the last two to set up Palpatine returning. And it was so lazy. It was like, oh, well, uh, what do we do for the last movie? Because we need to wrap everything up. Uh, let's put Palpatine back in it. It'll, everyone will go with that. No, we won't. <laughs> Shit. You finally set up Kylo Ren as the leader of this of this force, and he is the supreme leader, and you finally got rid of Snoke. You don't need him because Snoke was a means to an end for Kylo Ren. And then you just replace him with the Emperor. But also whilst doing that, make, making Snoke so much less appealing as a character by just making him a clone is yeah. really stupid. Yeah, so it does undoes everything from the last movie. I feel separate from anything that came before. It really, when I think of Star Wars, I I, I try not to think of this because it just makes me angry. There's only there's only ten movies. <laughs> yeah, it ended with Last <laughs> Jedi, and that's fine. Um, oh, the oh maybe the biggest offense this movie commits is it just it's so void of consequence. Nothing that you kill Chewbacca only to bring him back a minute later. Yeah. Which one of the biggest characters in the franchise? Everyone loves Chewbacca. You never kill the dog. Oh my god, they killed the dog. No, they didn't. This movie there was has another. No there was another ship we saw for a yeah. brief second, and you've got to remember that. But how much yeah, would that mean for for Ray's character to you know to hold this power back because yeah. she has just accidentally killed one of her friends? Yeah, and oh, and that knife. What was that knife about? Oh that my god, terrible. the like from the Goonies. Yeah, it lined oh. up perfect. Oh my <laughs> god, awful. Oh, I, oh, and then obviously another death sort of was C three PO, where they were gonna erase his erase his memory, and they make it very clear we can't get his memory back. So this is the end for C three PO, and I was like, this is actually quite emotional. This is gonna work. Nope, just gets just gets <laughs> oh, got a put back in. So stupid. You don't need that. This is the last movie, or so you're saying, in this franchise. You can kill a couple of characters off and have, the, you know, have weight to it. Everything else might not have worked, but we might have got some nice moments about Chewbacca and C-3PO, but nope. Uh, conceptually, so, I think this might have worked. Um, like, if it, it feels like a fan film, really, and it feels like they were just getting ideas from Reddit this wasn't the Star Wars movie we needed. This was the Star Wars like movie that people wanted and would, you know, clamoring for. I don't for know. I feel, I feel, like, I feel like most most fan theories are actually above what we got here. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate this movie. Shit. And I don't so I'm sensing this anymore. is like mid... I'm sensing yeah. this is like a mid-table for you. Number like five? Six, yeah. seven. <laughs> this is number 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I hate this movie so much. <laughs> I never want to watch it again. So, right. And our official ranking of the 11 Star Wars films is as follows. Coming in at number 11, we have Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. At number 10, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. In number 9, we have Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. At number 8, Solo, A Star Wars Story. At number seven, episode six, Return of the Jedi. At number six, episode seven, The Force Awakens. At number five, episode four, A New Hope. At four, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. 
At number three, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. At number two, episode eight, The Last Jedi. And at number one, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. James, the king James, stands you, strong. You top. obviously, James, you obviously can't do maths. I've got it all here, man. Yeah, you've obviously no. I, I, you're gonna have to send me your workings after this. <laughs> it's because Calvin my, had the Last Jedi at yeah, four. four. Yeah, I think um, it brought it down. No, I don't know. I feel like that seems like a. I feel, a like, I feel like, list. yeah, I feel like we got quite an objective as we could sort yeah. of thing there. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's very. Uh, I feel like it's just uh, the best is gonna be. <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you angry about? You're angry about just... the rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? It's angry that the Last Jedi is number one. Yeah, it should, it should no, I'm not, not, not angry. Not <laughs> if, if any movie was gonna get number one over it, I'm I'm okay with it being Empire. Yeah, at least anything else someone... I would have kicked off. <laughs> if yeah, if if, if, if come you back like on this num- damn podcast yeah. solo, num- number one. number two, Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, number two, Last Jedi. Number one, Attack of the Clones. I just slap my laptop right <laughs> over. Fuck this. And that's the show, guys. Thanks, as always, for watching. Head to our Twitter and follow us at Keeping It Real UK. From there, you can find links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Please like, rate, and subscribe where you can. We'll see you again on Monday when we're doing a rewind review of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead before his latest film, Army of the Dead, lands on Netflix later that week. Until then, please share this around if you enjoy. And as always, keep it real. Keep it real.